Hey, man. How are you? 12-year-old me is freaking out just a little bit here. <laughs> I was always such a huge Durant. Yeah, I, I right? Is 12-year-old you freaking out? That's the question. 12-year-old me has had, a, has had a while to get used to this. So, congratulations. I can now call you Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Taylor. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, How was yeah. that night? What do you remember oh, from great. that night? Well, it was just kind of great being part of a group of such a, an eclectic group of freaks all found a home in music. And like you could see the Eurythmics, you could see Eminem, you could see Dolly Parton and, and Judas Priest. You know, and everybody was kind of great in their own way. And I think there's a way the Hall of Fame do it where everybody gets to do this showcase, you know, that really shows you off. You know, in the best way. I think that most, I mean, we're all outsiders, you know, like when we were teenagers. We were outsiders, you know, and we found our, we found our clique, you know, in each other. You know, we formed our own gang. I think that when you do, when you do find a clique like that, it's kind of great. And I was kind of proud of being a part of it. Is that the pinnacle, right? I mean, is there any higher honor? I mean, would you like to be knighted or something? Or is there some other thing where you're like, or have you, are you at the point where it's like, well, I don't have to, anything left to prove. I'm a rock and roll hall of famer. I think if there's anything to prove, I think it's, you know, every time we go into the studio, we're in competition with some of our earlier work. And so I think the real challenge is still to sort of create something new that connects with people in a big way. I think the other thing is when you're touring, you just want to nail it every night. You're not thinking any further ahead. You know, like if ever you talk to, if ever you see an interview with a coach of a soccer team or a baseball team or basketball team, they're always just talking about the next game. Right. And I think that when you're touring, every show is like the most important show you ever ever played. And we're all kind of like that in Duran Duran. Every one of us was sort of very intent on bringing the best of ourselves. And that's kind of good because then you're not hung up on thinking about next year yeah. or the year after. I've never been one to plan much, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've really learned to go with the flow a lot more. Um, you know, I'm a lot happier that way. You know, I've got, I've got four partners. If they all want to do something, I just assume that I'm meant to do that, whether I want to or not. I'm happy to do that. How is your approach different now than it was in your 20s? Well, you see old footage of you guys, even at, before they gave you the award of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, you saw some, I mean, it was a wild life. Well, I think we had a lot to contend with that we hadn't planned on. None of us thought we were going to be like teeny boppers, you know, that we were going to be, you know, that we were going to be pinups. Nobody thought that. So that brought a whole bunch of energy to the gig that we hadn't expected. And I suppose that kind of stirred things up between us to some extent. But, I mean, we did, we did pretty well. I mean, you know, we were recording, by the time we were in the studio working on Wild Boys, for instance, I mean, we were under siege. There were hundreds of kids outside the studio banging on the door, and we're trying to write hits. Yeah. It was quite challenging. But, I mean, I couldn't have wanted a better team of guys to be in that with. And uh, I think that's been our strength always. You know, I've seen a lot of bands break up, maybe you could say prematurely, and I've seen what can happen when bands sort of put the band first. The Rolling Stones, they always put the band first. Mm -hmm. Got to keep the band together. The Beatles, they didn't. So we're going to be forever thinking what would have happened, what could have happened if the Beatles had stayed together. Sometimes you've got to just hack it out. Not every day is a miracle. Not every day is a brilliantly creative day. Sometimes it's just another day. But at least you're 
you're in it with a bunch of guys that understand you and speak the same language as you. I got to tell you, it's paying off because you guys, I mean, I've been a fan, like I said, my entire life. And you guys sound as good both on record and in concert as you did in the 80s. There's usually some deterioration. There is no deterioration with Duran Duran. It's awesome. Well, I think we went through a phase where we kind of questioned our validity and questioned towards the end of my 20s. I'm like, you know, what am I doing? What are we doing? And somehow these last 10 years, I would say, we really found ourselves and we've taken a great pride in our legacy and what it is that we do. And we've been so lucky to work with people like Mark Ronson, Niall Rogers, you know, who constantly validated us and constantly reminded us that what we do as a band is unique, what we do as individual musicians is unique, and we've had audiences and people like yourself, you know, in all levels of the industry that have encouraged us to stay together. You know, I think that we serve a purpose to some degree. Um, I think we all need people, artists, to stay together. To You know, somebody's got to stay together, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like if you're married, you know, you want to be around you want to be around couples that have happy marriages. And when somebody that you think has a happy marriage breaks up, it's a real shock. Yeah. You know, it kind of kind of really shakes you up. So we've all tried we've all gone away, we've all done solo things, we've all worked with different musicians. Hey, you know, these guys are the most interesting guys that I know. They're the most challenging guys that I know. I admire them more than any of any other peers of mine. You know, if people say, hey, who would you like to work with? I'm kind of working with them. We force each other to step up. Can't wait to see you June 15th, State Farm Arena. I'm going to try to keep you on time here. So I just want to let you know, huge fan, and uh, keep it Uh, up. Congratulations on the Rock and Roll We love Atlanta. We love Atlanta. I can't wait to get there. Do you have a favorite spot in town? Five points. The little or the big five points? Where all the the record stores are. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's little. Yeah. That's great. Well, have a great time when you're in town, and thank you so much for the, for the music all these years, John. You're welcome. Thank you, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.